episode five is going to be about budget. So single mom budget travel. That's our Instagram. That's where we've been basically sharing our journey of traveling on a budget full time. Uh, I'm the single mom. Yeah. You're the kid. You're 14, but you started out traveling when you were 10. Yes. And we did basically two years full time backpacking on a tiny budget. And uh, that, that's the question I get from the, the most common, most requested yeah. info is budget. budget, right? How yeah. did you, what, how, what, how did, the, what did this cost you? How did you do it? Um, how could I do it? Like, can you tell yeah. me what some basic costs are? First of all, I'm going to, I like to give free advice. I, I want equity in the world, suffer. I want everyone to be able to travel and enjoy themselves um, no matter what their income is. But man, if you want me to make a travel plan, financial plan for you, you need to let me know how much you're willing to pay me now. Show me the money, 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 because it is a lot. So I'm going to say, this is now where I'm going to refer people when they ask me, so how do I do this? And can you tell me how much everything costs? First of all, I can't tell you how everything much costs because the one thing in travel is that nothing is consistent in price, right? The, right. Things go on sale. There's peak time. There's premium things. There's yeah. whatever. Currency like, change. Currency yeah. changes. So, like, don't quote me on cost, babe. Okay. Yeah. There's a there was a point in time where the euro was like two times more, like two times more than the American dollar. Now it's yeah. You never, know. you never know, right? And I don't know what currency you're on. I don't know how much you make. I don't know how you like to travel. I don't know if you're bougie. I don't know if you're budget and you're trying to be bougie because I, I don't know. I don't know. Who's your budget? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I know that we are budget. Yeah. Or we travel bougie. We travel bougie. <laughs> it's the single mom bougie travel because yeah. listen, we're not, we don't have enough money to be bougie. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I just, let's start first with, you know, for us, we didn't plan, it sort of came up to do this because I lost my main source of income, which was a live radio show that I yeah. did. Uh, I also had two other gigs at the time that kind of brought in some side money. Um, but one was in radio, one was in a special marketing thing that I did. If you're from LA, you know, you have to have a side hustle. Oh, you have to know. One, two, three. We didn't call it side hustle. This is because that's like, that makes it sound cool. Basically, it was just like working your ass off because it's so expensive to live in Los Angeles. So I had like always at least two or three jobs. Yeah. Um, and so when I lost my main job in radio in January of 2018, and it, and then we decided that, we were going to travel the world full time. And really at first it was only for a year, but even to just travel full time for a year, like I didn't have any savings. I didn't know I was getting fired, you know? So, and and we had a lot of expenses and we didn't even live high on the hog in LA. We were just kind of like, yeah, we were just like middle class. Yeah. 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 I remember you came home one time and you asked me, mom, like how much is our house worth? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because we rented a like a condo, yeah, basically. We, yeah. yeah, and to be fair, I was at like you. You, you I did send you to a nice, fancy private school. Yeah, because, because education, you know, like kind of sucks. Yeah, and it was important to me you go to a good school. Yeah. 
So, and your dad as well. So we paid for the expensive private school, but, but all the kids um, had the fancy mansions. We were the more average, lower income family of the school. We weren't funding the soccer field or anything. We're not funding the soccer field. Um, no, and you, you, you thought our houses were something. And I was like, um, hi, we rent, first of all. Um, so, um, you were like, oh, my friends live in million dollar houses. And I'm like, okay, well, we pay rent. Um, but our rent was still lots because it was LA. So there yeah. we are. We covered some of this uh, in the first episode. We did. Make sure you check that out if you haven't. Nice. Good back sell there. Yeah. Go. Well, I don't know why you'd it's be on episode five. Hopefully you listen to episode one. Yeah. But maybe you saw budget and you just skipped ahead because literally that's what everyone wants to ask me. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. everyone wants to know about the Mondays. So we didn't have a lot of savings, but we decided we were going to travel and try and figure this out. Right. I had a part-time job, which was not going to be enough to jumpstart it, but it would be the part-time job that I'd already had for pretty much a decade that could maybe just continually give us some cash. Plus your dad paid child support. So bless his heart. Both of those things kind of kept us afloat while we were traveling. Right. And, you know, people will say, well, I don't get child support or whatever. So again, I don't know your scene, man. Like, I don't know your budget scene. So that's why I can't just financial plan travel map you when you dm me on instagram and ask me to give you hours worth of advice like love you but also if you want to pay me i i'm happy to charge you an hourly wait (laughs) and work this work and i need i'll need to get a lot of information from you um so that i can help you do it but so in planning it I knew we would need some savings because we would have to like kind of jumpstart and buy tickets places. Like where were we going to go first? How, how the hell would we get there? Cause we didn't have the money to go anywhere. Then because we decided we were going to do it, you know, just that's the first thing is deciding that you really, really are going to do it instead of like, and again, that refers back to kind of the episode where we talked, I think it was yeah. at two. Like, is this really for this you? This is a sequel to episode two, but kind of this is sort of your journey into should you do this? This is the second this part is of the second part of like, if you really, really want to do this, there's a lot of planning and budgeting and figuring out funds, right? Exactly. Because that doing a, you know, a year off of traveling or, you know, people now they just want a nomad life and that's great. But not everybody can be a travel blogger. Not everyone's going to make enough money because that's a really oversaturated market. There's I don't even know how many travel bloggers there are out there. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of ridiculous couples in bikinis constantly jumping into pools. Influencers. And I yeah. see that in the... And you don't even know how much they really make, right? And they're, they're taking free trips. And so if you want to be a travel influencer, like go buy one of their travel influencers influencer kits that they sell online because that's how they make money um that and free trips but i'm doing this from the point of view of i paid for everything myself um and budgeted everything and so that's where you're here you're gonna listen to how it works in the real world for people that don't get free trips so i i knew we wanted to do this i you know really planned and sort of even like manifest whatever the hell you want to say i made an op literally like an oprah winfrey like vision board and I like cut out places I wanted to go. I remember the vision board. (laughs) Um, And because that I was so committed to it, you know, I was lucky and I got offered a gig producing a film festival. And so that would be a lump sum of cash that was going to happen 
in April that year. And so then once I confirmed that gig, I was like, okay, Zephyr, we're going to leave in July. As soon as your school is over, we're just going to like make sure we like get everything settled by June and then peace out in July. Yeah. Okay. And that's basically how we did that, right? That was yeah. the plan. We created the time start, which giving us the start date meant that like, then I had months to figure out what to do with my car, what to do with our crap. I had to break my lease, which in hindsight was frustrating, frustrating especially <laughs> because um, I was pretending to be Thor with some hammer that you had after we cleaned the entire apartment, repainted and everything. And I knocked over the paint can and, and splattered. That entire can of white paint was in the carpet. So I did not get my deposit. And that back. was another $1,000 down the drain. Um, that was that was $1,700 worth of oh. deposit. I did not get well, back. It was brutal. Um, so, so, you know, like there's a lot of money prep in planning to go on a, a freaking yeah. year long journey. I don't even know if you, you just want to go a year. You, maybe you're trying to like, just, you know, be a full-time travel person. I don't know, whatever. Um, but I knew for us, we had thought we were going to do it for a year. So I had to put all these things. I had to thank, I was, trying to save money. So my sister was kind enough to let us put all the things that we wanted to keep into her garage yep. because I knew like in our minds we were coming back. Right. So I didn't sell my car because I was already halfway through paying off my car that I had just bought. So I had knew I would have a car payment and insurance payment for a car we weren't going to use, but maybe needed when we get back. Right. right. Um, and then we, I did things like I did not renew our health insurance because for years worth of travel, we were not going to be in the United States. So paying for health insurance in the U S is not going to be a useful thing for us. I bought like a very expensive comprehensive um, travel insurance plan so that anywhere in the world could get medical treatment. Now was it, obviously didn't cover like dental and things like that, but it was right. mostly like visits and emergencies and stuff like that. Really glad I did it. I got it through Allianz insurance. Um, and I think it costs like maybe 600 bucks, yeah. but it was real. It was for a year. Yeah. And, and then you have to put in all the countries that you plan to go. So yeah, it was a bigger package. And then things like immunizations that you have to have for other countries, like travel immunizations for countries that require that. So like yellow fever and malaria pills and typhoid shots. Yeah, was- Those are not cheap. I think for us, that cost us $1,800 yeah. for it all. Well, right. And so from this gig, from this film festival gig, I had about a, I had about 20 grand to play with to set us up and to wrap things up in Los Angeles and then to launch us into the travel. Yeah. Knowing that I also had this job and knowing ideally that your dad would pay his child support. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing is, you know, when you're, if it's just you or you're, you know, you might feel like less risk, but when you're a parent, you're obviously responsible for like the safety of your child. Now there's just an element of traveling, as you know, Zephyr, where it's just not going to go right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in, Vietnam, in Vietnam, when I got this. The iced coffee that almost killed me, I ended up in the ER. And actually, that's another important thing to know. Like, okay, so I ended up in the ER. I had to pay for my hospital visit there. I kept the receipts. I had to cancel our leg of Cambodia because I was so sick. But 
because of the health insurance that I got through Allianz, I kept all my receipts, even though we literally like I just got rolled out of that hospital basically with morphine at 3 a.m. and hopped into a cab back to the <laughs> to the hotel. Um, kept all the receipts and if it was it clear and minded enough to keep all that information and got reimbursed for that. So that was good. Yeah. But, you know, we did budgeting. So the budgeting part was have enough in savings. We didn't want to put a lot on credit cards. I was not going to just rack up credit cards. I'm not a fan of that. If you are somebody who has a lot of savings, who has established great credit, and you're trying to use travel points, or you want to do the whole thing on your travel credit card, like, God bless you, good luck to you. That is not the situation that I was in, okay? I was in like, I cannot screw up my credit. I can't rely on credit. And also for me, in the experiment, was like, how do I do this without telling people to get a travel credit card and use points? Because that's what all the other people say. And I just wanted nothing that was full of shit. You know what I mean? So you and I would sit down and depending on where we were going, we worked out that we needed to spend $80 or less a day on accommodations, right? Yep. Okay. Most of our um, Airbnbs that we stayed at, um, in Europe particularly, because we spent a lot of time there, it was around $60, $70 a night, Airbnbs and hotels. Yeah. We tried to get them at 60 Yeah, yeah right. and I'm like countries like... Hungary and Poland and Czech Republic, uh, they were a little bit cheaper. They were around 30. But then, you know, places like (laughs) Denmark and Sweden and like Norway, thank God. I mean, Norway, we actually stayed with friends because you are broke in Norway. Unless you are Norwegian or British and the currency is okay. You go, remember you got like, it was just at like the most basic coffee chain there and the coffee you looked at your account it was ten dollars oh my gosh and and then at that time in 2018 the just dollar was just wasn't strong as you know so that's another thing it's like in a lot of travel people or a lot of people will say like well go where your dollar is strong and then you totally can do that. If that's what you absolutely have to do, fine. But I'm always of the attitude of like, you don't go to a country that that's dollar is worth less than yours or their currency is worth less and just be, have a, like a, an arrogant sort of colonizer type of mind, which is why I don't always promote Southeast Asia, even though we've been there and we loved it. And it is really affordable for most people. There is a there's an attitude that I don't like, where it's just like, oh my god! And then I went to Bali and I had lobster and it was two dollars. And oh, and now here's me and I'm in Thailand and I had the best meal of my life with this thing and it was only like a ten cents. And like I hate that. Yeah, because that isn't even you. You also then lose sight of your budget, and I think people end up spending more. And being irresponsible with their budgets when yeah. when they they are feeling like such an advantage, right? You yeah. start buying more shit you can't yeah. afford, really. Yeah, you start going to fancy restaurants thinking that it's like it's so dirt. cheap. Yeah, I don't know, I know who, what accent I'm doing. It's just like a generic accent, yeah. but like whatever. At first, I was like hints to Australia, and I'm like, are you are you being offensive to the Australian? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just it's like you just meet the Southeast Asian. It's like a 
Oh my God, I went to Bali and it was like so spiritual. And I like stayed at a resort and it was $4 a night and I got a massage. And I'm, to me, I think to myself, okay, well, what are the people there? Like, what was their experience? Like, did you tip the person that gave you that $4 massage very well? Because they, someone in this situation lost uh, economically. And it, if it wasn't you, then, you know, maybe consider that that's not really how we promote travel. We want to promote equity and, and yeah. caring about the countries that we yeah. step into as guests. Yeah. So it was really important to supporting local businesses. Yes. Yeah. Supporting little businesses, learning about the culture, not having an arrogant attitude when you go there. So you and I sort of travel hacked Europe because we were at the financial disadvantage for most of the, for any, any currency that was, anything was on the EU. So any country using the EU currency or or Scandinavian countries where, and even the UK. The U- London is very expensive. Uh, just a, a little side budget tip for if you're traveling to London. Yeah. We'll eventually do a whole up. Ep- we could do a whole episode on London. Yeah. Um, Greg's sausage rolls. <laughs> they are like rounds and they give you a little like, like jam. That's right. So we set ourselves budgets, right? So we knew what our monthly income was based on my job and the child support. And we knew what we had in savings. And then, you know, sometimes when you're out there and you're moving around quickly, it starts to spiral. So you and I opted to buy, at the time, the Eurail pass for Europe in 2018. The full pass, I think, cost me like 1600 bucks. But your pass was totally free because of your age. And it was a first class pass like mine. And it was like the premium pass so that you could get on the most amount. It just was great for three months. I think in the long term. So if you were planning, if you're going to Europe and you're planning on mostly training, which is what we ended up doing on that first leg. Yeah. Eurail is a must because though it is expensive, it's better off if you're going to take like 20 trains. Oh Oh my gosh. Yes. Trains are expensive if you yeah. don't plan ahead. And, you know, we even had to fill in a couple of times where that, you know, there just weren't trains available and we had to get, you know, buses, yeah. the Flix bus. Flix bus was great. But here's another thing. The one, you know, the, one of the more important travel tips is packing light. Right. Right. Because if, if you don't, if you need to, checking a bag on an airplane, if you're traveling for months at a time, and you're taking a, a bunch Everything of trains. Yeah. You're taking a bunch of stuff. You have to check your bags or, you know, they put it on the weight scale and it's over, over right. And then it, that's hundreds and hundreds Plus, of dollars. Yeah. If you're trying to use these budget airlines that seem great, a lot of that doesn't, it doesn't really apply it for checked bags. Yeah. They charge you for carry-ons. They charge you for the little bag of pretzels that they throw out your face yeah, in the middle exactly. of the flight. So, you know, packing light is my number, maybe one budget travel tip. If you pack light, you are more nimble. And really, you don't need as much crap as you think. Like yeah. you and I even started out with heavier packed bags, and now we have it down to a science. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? We also bought these little travel packs. So instead of just shoving our clothes out, we, you know, individually put our clothes in these little travel packs. Oh, the cubes, the travel, yeah. the packing travel. cubes. You like those, huh? I think they're great. They're helpful. Um, really, when I think of what we pack, we'll do a whole episode. Yeah, but just 
just that's a that's a budget tip is yeah. if you're planning on backpacking and i mean i see ki- you know teenage 20 year old backpackers and then i see all these families that uh, travel families you just you guys have too much shit okay yeah. really like the only thing i double up on is underwear and even then i'll wash my underwear in a sink somewhere if i can't get us a airbnb with the with the washer dryer or washer in it because most of the places don't have dryers that's a very american thing yep. um but uh, you know, we wash our underwear in sinks. You can wash your clothes in the sink and just like hang them to dry. Packing light saves you a lot of money. Pre-planning saves you a lot of money. Knowing that, hey, you're going to take a, you know, you're going to start out and you're going to do continent at a time, right? And chunks of areas where it's easy for you to get from one country or one city to the next cheaper is another big tip that I have. So we started in Europe. Right, and we didn't then like dash down to to Asia or try to go from Europe to Australia or any of that. We kind of chunk it out. Yeah, what we do is yeah, exactly. We go into one specific area, and we take little we take little trains or planes around, Mm -hmm. and then usually we'll go back. You know, whether it was you know L.A. like you know uh, New Orleans now. Yeah. you know, having a ba- having a base is important. I would say, or like at least a fam- family or friend okay, yeah. you can come back to in your own country if you need to. Yeah. If you run out of money or you run into a problem and you need, or you need to change seasons and recoup, because right. So like, if you just pack light, you're probably packing for a season. Yeah, it's really hard tra- to do transitional. Exactly. Um, you can absolutely if you're world traveling, you have to just think you need everything in one go. Great, but like. The reality is you can probably pick up a coat along the way or yeah. you can go home and check back in with, you know, wherever you stored your crap. Yeah, but don't like if you're doing world travel, I would say like when I think of we had specific legs where we'd go for a couple months at a time, then head back and then maybe have a home. Where we stayed like three weeks to a month. And then get back out on the road. And do well, or we would home base it in another country to sort of like we lived essentially in Buenos Aires for six weeks. Right. And that was great because from Buenos Aires, we were able to go to Brazil and to Uruguay. Um, but also we kind of settled there for a little bit to just kind of recoup. Yeah. Remember that? I do. And I would say like when I think of the legs of our trip, we had our South America leg, we right. explored, and the, the Southeast Asian leg, and the European leg, right. and you know, Australia, and, and like we it, yes. always have like a like we don't just we don't skip continents unless you know the the continents are are very close. We stick it or, out, or, or unless we know we're going intentional, like that it doesn't. It's not feasible to go back to go change things. Like we were in Australia, right. And then we had to go to Europe. We'd met, made plans to meet Stephanie to go to Spain to then eventually go to Morocco. Right. Right. And that's another thing. If you're in Europe, that's probably a good time to tack on Africa. Right. Because it's really accessible on the flight. Flight from the, the bottom of Spain to the tip of Morocco was dead less than an hour. Less than an hour and actually really affordable. Exactly. The the southern countries in Europe are really easily accessible to the to the north of Africa. And some you can even take a ferry. You can actually take a ferry from Spain to Morocco, right? But then then you look at the major flight patterns as well and you go, Oh, 
Well, British Airways or such KLM, they have regular routes into many African countries. So it makes sense if you're going to tack, if you're going to plan to do Africa uh, and you don't find great rates from where you are, plan that you do another place that's close, you do Europe first or you do the Middle East first or you know what I mean? So that that's a good tip. And then, you know, plan for disaster because <sighs> as we were rolling, yes, watch your language. As we were rolling along and things were going kind of smoothly, although Europe in the summer costs more than you imagine, that 2018, the dollar just would not, wasn't enough yet yeah. for us. Oh, disaster hit when my work accidentally failed to pay me for like 12 weeks and they couldn't figure out this clerical error of not being able to pay me. And so I ran out of basically all of my savings at that point. Do you remember? Yes. And we were <laughs> kind of <laughs> stranded to call favors in from family and friends. Thank you, dad. Thank you, my mom. Thank you, my sister for the points. She gave us credit card points to stay. Thank you to our friends, Allison Arden, who took us in. Thank you to my friend, Serena, who took us in. Like, I mean, th there was a lot of help that happened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have to plan for disaster. And I'm not somebody who is a believer in credit cards. Like, I don't, carry big credit cards. That's not my thing. If you have great credit and you have good savings and you think you can pay off your credit and you just want to like charge the whole year on your credit card and use travel points and miles, that's great. You do you. But I hope that I'm talking to people who don't have a life like that and are trying to hack it in a way and don't want to get themselves into credit card debt because there is a way to do that. And so setting like budgets for yourself, like knowing you're not going to spend more than $20 a day in your currency or 25, say you have a, you're an Australian, like you could probably spend 25 Australian dollars a day in Europe and it would be living really close to the margin there, but it's totally doable. Right. I'm talking about the Euro, right? Yes. And, and uh, a little, another little budget tip I would say, is if you're in a, a, a tourist city, yeah, you know, um, like which one, like, like Prague or or Paris or any city where there's a, it's very touristy, yeah, try to find accommodations where it's not right in the center of the the mayhem, like the yeah, yeah, because those if you're in the center, accommodations will charge more, but more importantly. Places to eat and things to do are much more expensive. Right. Like when we were in Paris, um, people think Paris is expensive, but we managed to live off of like you know, for food, like 10 euros a day. Yeah. Because we went to the local grocery stores and we'd stay in local neighborhoods. And then we take the local public transit to get to the tourist the area. Yeah. Right. right. My tip for, you know, France in general is I do think usually Airbnbs are a better value. Yeah, but you know because we're backpacking, right? So it also offers us a way to clean our clothes. Having said that, we've stayed in hotels and then just gone to the laundromats. Not a big deal. No, it isn't. Accessing public transit, you don't need a rent a car. The biggest budget buster, and also the dumbest thing to do unless you really, really need to access a place with a car, is to rent a car. Yeah, don't, don't do it. We haven't done it once, and we've been to like forty countries. So we don't even Uber. 
try to use the public transit. Also, you can just see more of where you are. But uh, it's way cheaper to take public transit. And yeah. I mean, other than places like in America where it's not super easy to get transit everywhere, you know, try to try to take public transit. I mean, if you're from Australia, you know how to take public transit probably. And you, you've probably been to Europe and you know it's easy. Uh, you know, Southeast Asia, people like to use flights across. But I know people that have, you know, gone on buses and trains and whatever. And so pack it however you need for your budget. But set yourself a, a monthly budget, right? And, or a weekly budget so that you know how. And then from the monthly and the weekly, you really nut down into a day daily budget you know the amount of times we've done the daily budget together oh my gosh explain how we do it we do like so basically what we do is before we enter another leg of the trip where we're going to be gone for you know like a couple months yeah every day we'll basically just set a goal for how much we're going to spend and we give ourselves a little breathing room so we'll probably we'll make it seem like we're spending more than what we really are we'll spend in actuality like we'll say we'll spend $100 $100 on one, like, nice, like, day when in reality we'll probably spend 70 because you never, you never know when something's going to happen. Right. right. And we write it out even in a, in a notebook and, and on an Excel spreadsheet. And we use what the money is that I have in my account. Exactly. Not, you know, and we plan for, like, the dates that I get paid, right? Yeah. Now, now my, they've figured out the accounting and so they do get paid regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, through the calculator and uh, my mathematical genius. Yeah. Um, let's just hope I pass that, that final math exam this year. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Through my mathematical genius. Yeah. Uh, mostly the calculator, but also my mathematical genius. We, we were able to do budgeting and see by the very end, by the final day, by the time we're leaving, going back to wherever our home base is, how, how, do we meet the requirements? And if we're only like, well, we only have 50, we've only have $50 left. Then we try to find ways to make it cheap. Right. We hack it. So before we go, we're looking ahead at three months or a month or whatever it is. No, no, no. Budgeting on the go does not work. Budgeting. No. Right. And, and if you're on a fixed income, budgeting ahead of time just allows you to feel like more secure and more certain. And then you do have to have an oh shit situation. So like you yeah. probably do need a credit card with about a thousand or two thousand bucks on it, or you need to have a friend or a family member who's willing to like lend you money. Um, I don't recommend that, but it's always good to have a backup. Um, and then, you know, for, for us, like I wanted there to be a balance of not you not feeling stressed about money, but you knowing the reality of it, including you in it. So that, how did you feel about it? Well, I think I would say I've learned so much through traveling and through our budgeting. I've learned a lot about how budgeting works in the real world, you know, and just having to live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, And even if I make it big and I'm some hotshot executive in the future, with my mansion, and I'll buy you a nice house in in France. Um, but before that, I'll probably have to live paycheck to paycheck, and this has really helped me. One thing I my one of my critiques with with schools schooling, at least in America, is I, I'm entering high school and I still haven't learned anything about finance. <laughs> this is this is something that's helping me learn about that how to budget, um, how to take into account. Like you still have to take into account the bills you have to pay right. and all those things. And I would say. 
So if you're traveling with your child and they they're they can handle doing this kind of stuff, budget with them. Yeah. Budget with it, it, it it's a bonding experience. Yeah. It it tests their math skills. Okay. And it makes them realize it makes them, you know, have an understanding. I also want to say I think it makes them appreciative of the experience. You are so and I mean this. I'm so honored and I'm so I'm so lucky and I admire it so much that you are because you know we don't have a lot of money and you do help on the budget and you're very you're very aware of what's going on. You're the most appreciative kid like when you get a baguette and a fresh butter in Paris and it cost us 3 euro to you act like you were just given, you know, a brand new car. Like it is like the, the it is like, if I have done one thing right and it is a combination of us doing it right and you just being who you are, you you've learned so much, but you are so appreciative of yeah. the little things. And also whenever you I'm always very appreciative whenever we go over the budget, or we have a little splurge, you know? Yeah, that's right. And it's okay to splurge every now and then. We always set, like, a day on our travel, whether it's a holiday or, like, one of the last days before we leave a place. And what do we usually splurge on? Food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, the way to your yeah. Heart is food, <laughs> food is really how you budget because it, here's another thing. You don't need every day to have some experience where you have to pay for everything. Yeah. Walk one of the biggest joys of traveling is walking around and until they, until they make it otherwise walking is free. <laughs> That's right. Walking is free. One day, 50 years from now, they'll be like, here's the toll. Yeah. $5. You can walk. And, I, and that, that's important too, because so many parents are like, well, my kid be bored. And then they're worried. They're just constantly having to come up with activities for their children because, you know, we live in this world now where kids have to be constantly stimulated and they can't be bored. Being bored is such a gift to give your kids because it spurs creativity. Taking them on a walk and bringing them outside just to appreciate the things in a new surrounding versus having to take them to the freaking theme park in that place or, you know, what, whatever. The, the museum every day, although another hot tip look ahead and see what days museums are free a lot of times kids are free regardless so that's yeah. another, another budget tip that's right there's museums that are free in general look for the free stuff always google free things to do in blah and you'll have there's a million lists like i don't even need to tell you that because it's just like I, you know what is free like there's always free museums the parks are free like I would say if you're traveling with your child, walk around with them. We always, what we do is, unless it's really, really hot or really, really cold, if anything is, uh, if a walk, if, if to get to a certain place, if it's less than an hour, we walk. We walk it. Yeah. I'm and maybe we'll take the public transit. To yeah, but there's so much to see when you do that and learn and, oh, my God, you find new things thing traveling is just looking at like little hidden things in street art whether it's just like a little walking man on, on the, oh, the, the street art, art the hidden street art thing like, yeah little it's not the big graffiti paintings but the little street yeah art that's true because i like to look around when i i'm walking yeah. i i you know i have the google maps or sometimes yeah. whatever but for the most part, I'm looking up. I don't look into my phone because yeah. I'm not like There's that anyway. No better than just like I would say, 
There's no better feeling traveling than just walking along the Seine River in Paris. <laughs> it's completely free, and a baguette costs one euro in France. And so that's for one time. euro, you have, like, the best time of your life. Okay, so that's... Make use of the free facilities, as my friend Denise Duff would always say. Make use of the free facilities. Yep. Uh, you know, plan ahead. Plan ahead. Make your budget. You figure out what is your income or what are your savings that you can spend that month. And where are you going to be? How much is your currency worth there? And then what you want to spend per night on your accommodations, what you can spend for food during the day. Uh, what you want to spend on experiences or attractions, have look, have a look. Let's, you know, like you can even Google what the average groceries cost in whatever country. Yeah, we did. We've done that so many times. So many times. Yeah. Bring a water bottle with you yeah. that's reusable. Water is, you know, or filter water bottle like we do for countries that don't have, um, you know, clean water and the drinking and yeah. drinking fountains or clean water through the tap and pack lightly. Pack lightly. And then you know, I mean, there's think about what kind of traveler you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're bougie and you feel like you need a lot, then you're going to need more money. Yeah. Sorry to tell you. If you're bougie like us, you start yeah. to realize like you just, you realize it's actually a totally enjoyable experience yeah. to do it on a budge. Even when, your job didn't pay for twelve weeks. We still had some of the best times of of the of the whole trip during yeah, that time. We did we broke, and we had to get like like street food that was like dirt cheap, but actually turned out to be really good. Not only that, when we were broke, we had no money, uh, and I mean we were broke. Uh, that was like we had arrived in Ireland, and my friend was going to let us stay with her, but we had like one night where we had my sister's hotel points that she gave us and the hotel points the only place the only place that she could use these points was at this resort in Ireland it was like uh, the most fancy the fanciest yeah. resort in all of Ireland that was on a castle and a golf course and basically the this garden grounds that was like the Versailles of Ireland or whatever and we had to roll in there we were dead broke, dead broke. we showed up on a bus and the bus Bus driver said, "Wait, you're staying at you're staying at the Power Sport Hotel in Enniskerry." We're like, "Yes," and we looked not rich enough at all. We had backpacks on, and he said, "Well, okay. Well, you know what? Um, usually, there's a car service that gets you to that place. I'm going to drive the bus an extra stop up to the up to the security gate." And then you're going to have to walk about a mile down the golf course slash hill from there. But that's closer than you get trying to come from this town. And that was really the nicest thing that anyone did for us in a moment where we were just so vulnerable. And the thing is, so we couldn't get free dinner, unfortunately, at the hotel. <laughs> so we were just like, um, we we'll have the fries. We ordered off the kids' menu, yeah. remember? Yeah. But it was so funny. We, we walked fries. in there and they looked at us and... I said I had a reservation and I could tell they were like, uh, but then what happened was my sister had, w was such a rewards member on her credit card that they upgraded us to like the best suite in the entire hotel. It was like, so embarrassing. That was the next 
It, and I'm saying to you, like, this was literally the suite that they put. It's like, it was like the equivalent of presidential suite. They told us that Tom Cruise had stayed in the suite. We walked in and it was bigger than any apartment I've ever rented. They had a turndown service where they came to fluff your pillow at night and bring you chocolates and tea. Like, <laughs> just like yeah. um, I was like, uh, can I wash my underwear in this sink? Like, <laughs> it was amazing. So like, there's always things you can do to travel hack. And yeah. so I would say if we were to, to wrap up this episode and yeah. just sit, uh, you know, synthesize our, our big tips. Okay. Pack lightly. Yep. Um, price of cost, budget, budget, do your own budget, know what kind of budgeting in advance, always, you know, price alerts from like different travel apps, use Skyscanner to check out the different kinds of flights. And sometimes like if you leave from a certain city, it's cheaper than if you leave from another city, but like the, the, like, so if you, if the cheapest flight is out of Berlin and you're in uh, I don't know, Italy, sometimes it's cheaper to take the train to it from Italy to Berlin or Italy to wherever than it is to fly from Rome, right? So a travel hack, new research. Research is the most important part. And then finally, this is my favorite part of the budgeting because I enjoy this quite a bit. Walk and take advantage of the local public transit. Yeah. Yes, you're big into that. Yeah. I, I love I I what you're like um it's a 56 minute walk to get to this like uh restaurant or this like um museum yeah or like this park or yeah place. I'm like, all right we'll walk it. okay I mean, unless it's, unless it's like 100 degrees or 20 yeah degrees. I think we've still done it too because when we were like broke too during the summer of 2018 we just had oh. to walk in the heat <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just have fun with it. Make it a game. Make it a challenge. You know, yeah. set budgeting can be like all this budget stuff can become a bonding experience. Do you sometimes view it like as a game or like a challenge? I, I view it as a challenge and I view it as an, a bond. I feel like we've had our, our most uh, like the biggest bonding experiences we've had on our travels have related to bu- have related to budgets. Yeah, and use rewards programs like Hotels.com where you know you're going to book 10 nights and get 10 nights of hotels and then get one night for free. I, I can't even tell you the amount of times I have used that yeah. versus like travel miles but because I just don't have that kind of lifestyle. Use those if you can. If you again, if you can use travel points or whatever, great. Do you? But you got to make sure you pay that credit card off. And I just don't promote getting into credit card debt. Yep, advertising, but not with the sponsor money. Advertising with no sponsor yeah. money. They are not a sponsor of this. Yeah. They Hotel don't even care. Slash single mom budget travel thirty <laughs> to get you ten percent discount. That does not exist. We do not have a coupon code for that. Yeah. That is not what that is just it's just a travel tip for me to you. And then another thing, the last let's just leave it on this note. Be a kind traveler. Be a conscious traveler. Be a kind traveler. If you are going to a place where your currency is worth more, um tip generously. Tip your waitresses, tip your housekeeping staff, tip anyone who's given you a ride, tip know the guy that opened the door for you tip the local street performers like contribute to the economy and don't haggle like i am sorry if you were money is worth more and you're haggling you're tacky as fuck and i just i've never thrown on the f word but that's how i feel about it It makes me angry 
Yeah. Just be a good tourist, be a kind person, be a generous traveler, even if you are on a budget. That's the example I set for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that's a great point. If you have more travel questions or budget questions, you can totally DM me. If you want to pay me to be your financial travel guru guide and you want me to look at your budgets or whatever, like open to that too, but I'm no longer doing this for free. You need to have savings. You need to have oh shit money. You need to travel. You need to plan ahead. You need to keep a logbook of your money. You have pack lightly and know what kind of traveler you are. Yep. Have we we covered everything? I think we've covered everything. If if there's things we've missed, then down the road we'll do a part two to this. Okay, great. I think this is a great part two type of episode. Okay, great. We'll come up with more hacks than part two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good part of the episode. We've made it to five. Woo! Single mom budget travel podcast F5, baby. All right. Have a good whatever. Day, night. Day, night. Whenever you're reading. Wherever you are. In the world. Listening, they're not viewing us, thank god, because I look like crap right now. (laughs) This is not my angle either on the the computer, it's the worst. So, all right, imagine us looking great. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye, guys. guys.